Today on The Daily Charge, you knew it was coming, an obligation to the masses. Today we're talking all about the Galaxy Note 10. Good morning and welcome to CNET's Daily Charge. It's Thursday, August 8th. I'm Joni Salzman. And I'm Jessica Dalcourt. And I'm Shara Tipkin. <laughs> Let's take a look at today's stories. Last night, Samsung unveiled not one, but two big new phones, the Galaxy Note 10 and the Note 10 Plus, range from $949 to $1,399. We've got fancy prismatic backings, gesture controls on the stylus, four rear cameras, and an amped up partnership with Microsoft. Jessica, Shara, you were right there for all these announcements. What's the single biggest takeaway? Uh, for me, I think the biggest thing is instead of uh, just one bigger phone, they actually came out with a phone with two models this year, and one of them is smaller and cheaper than last year's Note 9, which is a big change. Nobody's really going smaller anymore. They're just going bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, that is the most significant difference. For Samsung, what you're doing is you're taking what was the pinnacle of its line and you're breaking it into two parts. And they're actually, you could say that they're sort of devaluing the note. For the longest time, it stood as the best of the best that Samsung can offer in the year. The best specs, the best everything. And now there's this lighter version, uh, presumably for people who have always wanted a note but didn't want to have the large screen or maybe didn't want to pay that sky high price. So Samsung's creating options. They're also creating different price points and it's just a really interesting shift in that strategy. One thing you won't be seeing on the notes, your beloved headphone jack. Not only is a headphone jack missing from the new notes, but the micro SD is gone for the smaller phone too, Jessica. Why is Samsung taking away all our things? Yeah, I mean, that's really controversial. For the longest time, Samsung has been the holdout, the major holdout, when these headphone jacks are being removed. Remember, Apple said that it took courage to do this. There's a shift, <laughs> definitely. We're all courageous yes, now. Yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, there's a shift in what we're using to listen to phones. So Samsung has said that fewer people are using the headphone jack. Instead, you'll be using that USB-C port if you want a wired headphone, um, or you might make the jump and go into um, the wireless Bluetooth headsets, and Samsung will be happy to sell you that as well. So <laughs> They said that, I think it was like 70% uh, of, in the 70 percentage, of um, Galaxy S and Note users don't even use the headphone jack anyway. Most really? people are using Bluetooth. Yeah. But this is annoying for people who have invested in wired headphones right. that they prefer for various reasons. Maybe they don't want to charge it up. Maybe they want something that will just work with any device. Maybe they spend a lot of money on something really good and they love it. Um, but if you want to do that now, you'll have to use a dongle. There is a pair of headphones that come in the box, but there's no dongle. If you want a Samsung dongle, you have to pay $10 for it. But last night, I did go around and I tested four different dongles right. with the Note 10 Plus, and they all worked on the same video. So I don't think that you're going to see a lot of problems there. You don't have to buy it exclusively from Samsung. And lastly, 5G super fast networks are still out of reach for almost everybody, but Samsung has two phones now ready for 5G, now with the Galaxy Note 10 Plus 5G. <laughs> Shara, what do consumers need to know about this phone? Yeah, I mean, basically it's a mess in terms of in terms of how 5G is going to work. So what we saw with the Galaxy S10 5G was it would only tap into the super, super fast millimeter wave networks. Right. Um, so these are the ones that doesn't travel very far. If there's a tree in the way, the signal will get blocked. You basically well, that's have no problem. to- Trees? Exactly. Um, but it's, it's what we're seeing rolled out in cities like Chicago and uh, New York and, um, there's another kind of flavor of 
six, uh, 5G that's going to be rolled out um, more broadly. And it can go farther distances. It doesn't have a lot of the problems. It's more stable, but it's just not as fast. Mm-hmm. So that's what AT&T and T-Mobile, their like, broader networks are going to be. So like next year, they say they're going to be nationwide with 5G because when they can, they turn this on, you can basically have 5G anywhere. They've just been waiting for a phone to work with it. The issue is there wasn't a modem that worked with it. Yeah. So the Verizon's going to get this phone first, the Note 10 plus 5G. They're going to use an older modem, and it'll still tap into the super fast network that they have. AT&T and T-Mobile are using a version with the new modem, and it can tap into the faster networks, but for some reason, it's not going to. So for AT&T and T-Mobile, if you buy this device, you're going to be able to have much broader coverage, but you're not going to get the super fast speeds. And we don't really know why that is at this point, right. because the modem can support it. So who knows? But basically, Business it's just super... Decisions. Yeah, basically, it's super confusing right now. It sounds about as yeah. clear as 5G yeah. is. Yeah. Generally, yeah, right I mean, now. and next year probably with like the Galaxy S11, you're you're gonna have a phone that can support all of the variations of 5G. So if you really want 5G, if you want a phone that can last you for several years, just wait. For the Daily Charge, I'm Joni Salzman. I'm Jessica Dalcourt, and I'm Shara Tipkin. Thanks for listening.